As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, look! A Dungeons and Dragons ride! Wow! Neat! Give me a break. Magician, thief, cavalier, and acrobat. Who was that? That was Venger, the force of evil. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. Everyone wants more All we can do is wait for season four I thought in the meantime That it might be fun To read every comic and book In what I call the Stranger Danger Book
Remember me? Well, I'm back. Finally. I'm sorry I let that song play so long. There's two reasons why. Number one, um, because it's play with me. Get it? It's kind of like um, thematic to uh, this episode. Number two, I have to tell you, Extreme is one of my favorite bands of all time. Yes, I admit it. I love them. I've heard them play that song live, and it's Wonderful, but that's not what we're here for. We're not here to talk about my favorite bands. We're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about Stranger Things. And it's been a little while since you heard from me last. Uh, the last time that I um, mentioned or that I recorded anything uh, was for the Creel House little teaser that uh, came out uh, over the summer, right? It was it September? Um, but that's the last time I've said anything and I wasn't even really that good at it because you could see that I, I didn't quite, I didn't make the connection that there was a Facebook video that, well, at least a video I saw only on Facebook that Stranger Things put out showing, um, newspaper clippings about the Creel murders, about this grisly murders that happened in this house. And I didn't even make that connection and it was pointed out to me on Twitter. So thank you to those who, uh, mentioned things on Twitter, um, you see, you see, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I love Stranger Things and I love talking about Stranger Things, but there's no doubt in my mind that you guys, you guys know more, plenty more than I do. And if, if you ever hear me make a mistake, which I'm sure, I'm sure there are plenty. If you ever do, please feel free to email StrangerDanger at fansnotexperts.com. Feel free to, uh, to write me up on Twitter. Or, or is that uh, ping me on Twitter, whatever it is, uh, at Stranger D Pod on the Twitter. Um, thank you to the folks today who liked my tweet. Uh, I tweeted out earlier today that I passed a major milestone recently that the uh, the podcast has had over one hundred thousand plays, which blows my mind. Thank you, Earth. Thank you, people of Earth. 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 Thank you so much for listening, and, and thank you so much for staying subscribed. And I want to crush those numbers. When the new season finally gets here, I want to get these episodes up so quickly that people will be like, whoa, oh, I haven't even li- watched this episode yet, and there's already a podcast for it. That's the dream. Now, you know, in reality, I, I've, I've made um, 
some delays, you know, I, I, I've made you wait. So um, I don't want to do that this time. Um, this podcast has meant too much to me over the last uh, year uh, and plus. I mean, geez, it's been a while since we have done like an actual it's been a long time since we got a real episode of Stranger Things. And then I took forever to finally get the, the episode up. But um, my goodness, time just stands still sometimes. My, my goodness gracious. And all that time, I feel like I haven't been back to work in so long. And we're not talking about me here. We're talking about Stranger Things. Okay, okay, okay. Um, here's the crazy thing. Uh, there was another video that Facebook put out yesterday. And... I completely missed it until this morning. Dustin, drum roll. Eleven. 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 Folks, that audio didn't tell you anything. But if you saw it, you know that it's a little promo, uh, a little a little tease for Stranger Things Day. And the way that um, the video kept saying 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, you'd think it was November 11th, right? But I'm guessing the 11 just uh, signifies... November, because uh, if you remember, remember, the, th- the 6th of November is actually the date in 1983 where Will Byers disappeared. So it's honoring the fictitious, well, it's real in our world, date in the Stranger Things world, um, while, you know, hopefully giving us something uh, about Stranger Things four? That's what we're kind of. Oh, that's what we're all hoping for, right? Um, so I found this article on Stranger Things Day twenty twenty one. What to expect? Uh, and it's you know it's does some of that um, thing where you, you ever read an article online, you know you can skip to like the fourth paragraph to get to what you're looking for because the first three are just. Stranger Things is a show. Actually, this one doesn't do that much, like where it's just, you know, filler, 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 and the good stuff. So um, it it talks about Stranger uh, Things being on the 6th because of uh, Will Byers. Um, What else does it have? Well, it has the the video that I showed you. And uh, it says, uh, for what you can expect, an announcement on that day is unclear. Last year, the teaser, or a teaser, was released Around 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is my time zone. So uh, Saturday, maybe something is going to happen at 7 p.m. Uh, it just says keep your eyes glued to Twitter and, and YouTube, and that's what I'll be doing. Um, in previous years, uh, Netflix has announced episode titles and trailers on this date. In 2018, they released a VHS version of Season 2. And uh, in 2019, we got the first title of season four. Think about that. In 2019, we got the first title of season four. That's two years ago. That's a long, long time. Um, 
what do they expect this article? What does it expect? They expect um, we're going to get another teaser trailer. Remember we got um, from Russia with Love, and that was titled uh, One Out of Four. Eleven, are you listening? Two out of four. Creel House, the third. And possibly we'll get the fourth one. What they are saying also is that um, we will not receive a definitive season four release date. That's what this article is saying. They're saying uh, that Netflix Brazil's Instagram page has stated that a definitive date will not be stated. Right now, it still says uh, only 2022. My dream, my dream, folks, is that they shock us. And when 2022 starts on January 1st, it's like, we told you 2022, it's here. Stranger Things, like on New Year's Eve, we get a boom, just a, a hit you over the head. That would be... That would be the greatest. Wouldn't that be the greatest gift that 2022 could give us? Um, I think Oh, it also says we could expect some comic book announcements. Ooh, that's good for us, right? Um, they said the, the sprawling collection of comics from Dark Horse has steadily grown over the years. I mean, look, that's why we're here today. And of course, um, with an announcement over the summer that Dark Horse was expanding their lineup. Now, we know that um, there's a Dungeons and & Dragons, and I I'm still catching up on everything. I've gone in now. I've seen other things. I'm like, wait, that was there? There's the bully? There's another thing that I just saw today? I, was a, I think it was a Halloween special. Um, and, of course, we're going to be getting Erica the Great. So that means while we're waiting, we're still going to be getting more and more book club updates. And even if the season starts, we're still going to keep doing the book club. It might be around the season, but the book club, as long as there are books to be read, there are podcasts. No, wait, I have a saying. As long as there are books to be read, there are words to be said. I just made that up. Come on. That's pretty good. Okay, see, yeah. This is what I hate about these articles. So they said, um, as I mentioned, the article says that over the summer, Dark Horse uh, was announced they're expanding the lineup of comics. And I went to click on that link, and the link is all about everything you need to know about Season 4, and I couldn't find anything about, um, about comics there. So that, that's, that's um, not important. What's important is, is that things are starting to heat up, okay? November 6th, something's coming, which means November 6th, expect another episode. Something's got to be happening, Right? I don't think, I mean, it's Saturday. It's a Saturday. I don't think I have anything planned this weekend except waiting to see what's going on with Stranger Things and then coming and talking to you about it. Um, but until then, why don't we talk about some Stranger Things comic books? Hey, you know, um, this is a little different. Usually when I read a book, uh, like a novel, I kind of give you my overall thoughts on the book and the story uh, without going into too much detail. But with comics, I have uh, really enjoyed kind of walking you through the entire thing. So I hope you're looking forward to uh, sit back and enjoy the ride as I bring you through the entire story of Stranger Things and Dungeons and dragons. Um, very spoiler filled. I'm not going to read everything. I'm not going to, you know, it's, the, but I am going to um, go through the entire comic, kind of give you my thoughts on things. And uh, if you haven't read it already, 
you will be spoiled. So I hope you have a chance to read it. You can pause it right now. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed reading it as much as I did. Um, and why don't we crack this book open? Wait, wait, actually, there is something else I wanted to uh, mention before uh, cracking open this, uh, this, this book here, which is actually a tablet. Um, I got a voicemail. Hi, um, it, um, I love your videos, and, uh, uh, I just love your videos, man. Keep posting. So that was from, uh, Josue. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, or Jose. I'm not really sure. Or Jose. I'm not sure. It's J-O-S-U-E is, is who sent me this this voicemail message. Uh, and you guys can send voicemail messages too if you just go to fansonexperts.com slash stranger danger. Any of the um, episodes have a link in it where you can leave a message or if you are on the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm slash stranger danger podcast, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I just wanted to uh, to say thank you to Joe Sway. I'm sure I'm butchering your name. Uh, but I don't post videos. That's what I was like. He must mean episodes. I'm hoping he means episodes. Otherwise, you you got the wrong number, <laughs> and you confused me with someone who posts really good videos. Um, I like posting episodes, so I hope that's what you mean. Um, so I'm going to take it as a win. I'm still going to take it as he meant to. He meant to send me that, and uh, I say thank you so much. Thank you so much. And you know what? Um, you still got played, whether it was supposed to be for me or not. Still going to get played. And you know what else is going to happen? Um, you know, I, if you use uh, iTunes, you can leave reviews on there. And if you leave a review, there's a um, 1 million percent chance that I'm going to read it. And I got a review uh, just a few weeks ago. It was actually gee, a month ago today. That's how long it's been since I've talked to you. Uh, and this is a five-star review, my favorite, favorite kind of review, uh, from uh, someone named Iva. Five, four, three, two, one. Uh, that's Iva's name. And Iva wrote, awesome, with multiple exclamation points. I can say explanation. Look at that, I did it. I said explanation. Exclamation. Multiple exclamation points. I'm a professional. And Iva says, I've listened to every episode and I'm listening again. Only one thing. No sponsor when you pause for sponsor. Also, please shout me out. This is the coolest part. All of it's cool, but this is really cool. I know the person who owns the Creel House. You know the Creels? Because don't they own the Creel House? Woo, spooky. That's very cool. Um, the, you know, the actual people that own the Creel House. That is awesome. Uh, and when can we come to visit? I want to I wanna come into a live show from the Creel House. Live, Stranger Danger from the Creel House with my special guest, Iva54321. Um, and to answer your question, uh, I built in these little breaks so that I could add sponsors to the show. And once upon a time, there were sponsors on the show. So it would stop. I give a little, there'd be a little commercial that I would be reading. And then, um, the show came back and then the sponsor went away and the show still has that break in there. So if I ever get a sponsor again and you go back and listen again, uh, it'll make sense. So if you're in the future and there's a sponsor there, uh, this doesn't make sense to you because you're like, what are you talking about? I hear the sponsor. Uh, but, um, 
yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. That that I mentioned there's going to be a sponsor coming, and then it wasn't there. So I've learned that in the future, don't say there's going to be a sponsor. Just kind of break away and then come back. Ooh, magic. You know, um, I could always be like, after these messages, we'll be right back. But then there are no messages. I don't know. I'm rambling. Um, but awesome. The The title of this review is also how I feel. I feel this is awesome. Thank you so much. Iva, five, four, three, two, one, contact. And lastly, um, on an anchor.fm, which is the uh, hosting uh, service that I use for all my podcasts, I posted a um, screenshot about um, the major milestone of passing 100,000 plays. And just wanted, to, and I thanked anyone who had listened and got a lot of just nice people saying, Great job, good for you, congrats. Um, and I just wanted to mention uh, one guy, Andy Gott who said, love the podcast, can't wait for the new season to start. Uh, And I said, awesome, thanks, me too. Um, And uh, Andy, thank you for listening, thank you for enjoying it, and yes, all of us. We just can't wait um, to to get to Stranger Things 4. But until then, let's play some Dungeons & Dragons. Gather round, friends, and listen to the tale of Stranger Things and Dungeons and Dragons. The cover of this, um, this is a shared collection. It originally was four issues, four separate issues, and I bought the collected edition. Um, and I think it was like five ninety nine on Amazon. So if you want to read it, if you haven't already, I gave you that chance. Um... Maybe it's still on sale. I'm not sure, but uh, I would suggest uh, picking this up because this was a lot of fun. I got to tell you, um, the cover. Like what I like about collected versions is they still give you the cover of each issue, but they do it without any of the text, any of the um, like the credits, the title, nothing, just the art. And this first one is really, really cool. It shows younger versions, pretty young versions, it seems like, of all four of our, our main male characters, uh, Lucas, Dustin, Will, and Mike. But they are dressed like they're in like King Arthur's world. Um, Mike is a knight. Will, of course, is a wizard. Uh, Lucas is dressed like, a, like, like Robin Hood, like a ranger or a warrior. And... Um, Dustin is dressed like a minstrel. He's got knives, almost like the Hobbit, and he's got he's carrying a little um, a bandolier, some kind of instrument. And I'm not sure what it is. Uh, and they're just kind of Will is behind them with his arms stretched out, almost like he's casting a spell. And the three of them are standing like at attention where they're about to attack. And it says this art is by 
Diego Galindo, just to give you credits, um, I think Diego, it looks like um, he might do the cover art. Oh, he does all the art. So a uh, script by Jody Hauser. Uh, we, we know Jody from doing a lot of these Stranger Things comic books. Uh, and Jim Zub, or Zub. The line art, or the art. I've never heard it said a line art before, but art by Diego Galindo. The color is by, I don't know how to say this, Misasic or Masic, M-S-A-S-S-Y-K, one name, Misasic. The lettering by Nate Piecos of Blambot. Front cover art by Kyle Lambert. I guess that's the front front cover art, which um, shows a, a dragon, a great dragon. And in front of him is four, our four um, heroes, our, the same four boys. They're a little, they look a little older here, almost like how they looked at the end of Stranger Things 3. Um, and while they're dressed like knights, they're also, except for Will, he's dressed like a wizard. They also look quite scared. And then below them, there are four almost like character characterized versions of them, which are more in line with their uh, Dungeons and Dragons characters. But okay, as I was saying, um, and then chapter break art by E.M. Geist, because there are these little chapter breaks um, also in between the covers that show just a little bit of art to almost let you know this is the end. And I moved on to, to the next issue. Um, and it looks like this came out in June 2021 so it's not that old it's fairly new uh but ooh ooh maybe this is the first cover art i i don't know what i'm looking at here this all i know is this art's really cool now we see another art page which i could be a cover could be the break i don't know but it shows these really look like uh dungeons and dragons characters really look like um something you'd see in in uh, middle earth uh and it's, it's there's four of them, um, and they are fighting a mighty dragon. And in the, but what's really cool is in the distance, you see the mind flare, like the big giant body of the mind flare, which is really really cool. Uh, and why don't we get into the story? This is why I like this book because it is not just a story of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons. It spans the life of Stranger Things so far. As we know it, uh, like, and when I say it spans it, I mean we start before anything, years before we even get close to the Stranger Things world that we know. This story picks up September eighth, nineteen eighty, back when your host was just four years old. Oh boy, I've revealed my age. It shows uh, we see Lucas and Mike kind of riding their bike downtown, and these bullies uh, go to attack them. I don't know who these guys are, but they call them, they say, get back here, you little piss ants. And they are riding their bikes, getting the hell out of there. Um, really what it says is, and it is kind of just, uh, like a summary of how like crappy these bullies are because it says, uh, there, there are some, there are all kinds of monsters in this world. Some of the kind, uh, that can chase you down the kind that choose you as their prey. And they show them kind of hiding from bullies or just having to deal with bullies. One shot has Will in it. Uh, and then it says others are the ones you have to find if you dare to look. Ooh. And it shows Lucas and Mike riding their bikes um, like down an alleyway. 
they're like, come on, the bullies won't find us uh, in here. And they run um, into the back of this room they don't know anything about. And they see this room filled with all these old books. That they, they think the place smells weird. They're like, wait, what if the bullies like ruin our bikes? Mike's like, it's better our bikes than us. Um, but while they're in there, they uh, notice that there's someone else in the room. Is it the bullies? Mm, no. They come around the corner and they see uh, some dude, uh, older gentleman, I'm saying his 40s, maybe, maybe in his 50s, just because, um, you know, could be 40s, because back in the 80s, I feel like people in their 40s looked a lot older. <laughs> people in their 40s now look really young, cool, and hip. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and they see him like with this sprawling table with all these little like figures set up on it, like a giant table of miniatures, like a giant scape, scape, like a landscape of these tiny little things. And, um, these little like figurines and, and buildings, like a giant model. I don't know if you've seen Beetlejuice or anything like a, almost like a giant thing. You'd see a model train on, except there's no model train. And the guy says, Oh, you, you two are about as stealthy as an artillery brigade. Quit skulking around and come have a look if you want. And they're like, whoa, are these yours? And he's like, yeah, of course they're mine. It's like, I didn't, I don't be weird, but I didn't know older people played with toys. He's like, they're not toys, they're miniatures. And he's like, oh, so it's a game. He's like, yeah, yes, uh, but also it's an important piece of history. Talks a little bit about the Battle of Waterloo. And, um, you know, they, Lucas is like, oh, this is pretty cool. He's like looking through boxes and he's like, this army stuff's cool, Mike. He says, my dad was in Vietnam, but he doesn't talk about it much. So that's, that's something we never, never heard that before. I don't think. Right. Uh, so what I like about these books is you get little bits of character development, but you don't get anything where it gets in the way of the story we know or the story, um, that is yet to come. Like for that, really what we're getting is like flair. I don't know if additional cool little bits that just flush things out more. Um, He's like, playing through uh, war sounds cool. It's a lot more fun than reading about it. And he's like, wait a minute, what is this? And he pulls out this yellow figurine that looks like it's got wings. It almost looks like a dragon. And Mike is like, holy crap, what is that? He's like, well, actually, that's obviously that's not a historical creature. It's, it's from a new fantasy game that we're trying out. Oh, yeah, you know what it is. So now we see Mike and Lucas running over to Will's house and they start explaining what it is they learned from this, uh, this bookstore, I'm going to guess, uh, owner. And they're like, it's called Dungeons and Dragons. and It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And Will's like, so it's a board game. They're like, yeah, it's like a board game, but not a board game because it's a story and there's no board. And Will's like, wait, I'm confused. He's like, look, we'll explain it later. Here's what's important. We need books. What they're going to do is they're going to take as many books as they can from Will's house and use them to trade in store credit so that they could get a book, the Dungeons and Dragons book. Will's like, we, we can't just take all these books. 
And Lucas is like, Will, Will, they've been sitting here for years. Your mom's not even going to notice they're gone. Will's like, okay, I don't even know what this game is. And they're like, and Mike says, do you want to be a wizard and cast some awesome spells? Will's like, yeah, I guess. Then join us, Will the Wise. Join us on this legendary quest. I like that it seems like Mike um, gave Will the name Will the Wise. But it also reminds me of uh, Ghostbusters when they talk um, Ray into taking out like multiple mortgages on his house so that they could uh, afford to fund being Ghostbusters. Um, it's almost like they're talking Will into this, which is a little like, come on, Will. Like They're almost like using peer pressure against him. But um, I think it all works out. So now we see Will, uh, Lucas, and Mike. Notice there's only three of them. Um, walking through a path in the woods, and they have a red wagon filled with all these books. Um, they're just thinking, like, how much credit do you think we're going to get? And Will's like, it's going to be a lot. And Mike's like, this is great. We're going to be able to buy anything we want in that store. And then they start talking about uh, the movie Alien and how scary it is. It's kind of cool. It's just... Um, just uh, seeing how, you know, the time and what the movie is the kids are talking about in 1980. They're not talking about Empire Strikes Back. Was that 80? Was that 80? My goodness, I don't remember. Um, but they're talking about, uh, you know, just talking about aliens. And they're like, hey, can aliens be in Dungeons and Dragons? They're like, I don't think so. That's not fantasy. And, he's, and Will says, okay, but what if the monsters are all aliens from another dimension? And Lucas said, that sounds cool. And Mike's like, I don't know, guys. But that little thing was like uh, monsters from another dimension. Uh-oh. The bullies are back. You see, they go, hey, you dweebs. And now they, um, we see they're like, so you think, you're, where do you think you're going? You little dorks ain't going anywhere this time. And now we see Lucas, Mike, and Will all at the same time say, oh, oh shit. shit. It's at this point they all make a run for it, except Lucas. He actually grabs some of the books, starts hucking it at the uh, bullies, and Luke, Will's like, you're throwing away money. Oh, Mike says, you're throwing away money, and Lucas says, they're romance novels. They're, they're not worth shit. Uh, two shits on the same page. Uh, and they just start running, and uh, as they're getting away, actually Lucas takes a little bit of a beating. He, he's like, save yourself. He's throwing books at him. He gets hit a couple times. Then he makes a run for it. They steal his jacket, but he's like, I don't even care about this jacket. But they're running up a hill, and Mike ends up losing control of the wagon. And it um, it goes down the hill, crashes into all this mud, and we get another uh, we get another shit. That's, that's three and two pages. I mean, look, these kids are potty mouths, even in 1980. Even three years before... Uh, we met them. They still have potty potty mouths, so they go. Uh, they still go to the um, to the to the bookstore, and uh, they're like, "Listen, these are some real gems hidden here. You wouldn't you wouldn't believe it. They're real rare, worth a lot of money. Definitely enough to get that game." And the guy offers them one dollar. They're like, "Oh, that's pretty good. One dollar each." He's like, "No, no, one dollar for all of them." And they're like, "You you." talked about the battle changing the future the, the world we live in that's the battle we're fighting right now you have no idea how hot it is to be a kid these days this is Mike like pleading 
it really is just a war. We, we, we just want to fight on our own terms, like all the cool fantasy books in your store. We want to we want to be heroes for once. I think Mike's just putting it on. And the guy's just like, oh, listen, if I give you the basic set, will you take this mess out of my store before it ruins the floor? They don't even, he doesn't even want the books. He's like, just take the Dungeons & Dragons and go away. They're like, yes, done, boom. And uh, they start their first game together. This is their first attempt, and it's just three of them, just Mike, Lucas, and Will. And um, it says, uh, at first the game is a bit intimidating, but soon enough their imagination takes over and magical adventures begin to take shape. You know, it shows them kind of figuring out, you know, what the book is all about, uh, gives some, probably some text actually right out of the book, give, explaining Dungeons & Dragons and, how you know, their rolling die. And it, what we get is these cool little interludes of, like, what they're envisioning in their head as far as the story going on um, as they're playing the game itself. Uh, and, you know, Dungeons & Dragons is something that I, like, know a little bit about, only because I read books that are in that sort of Dungeons & Dragons world. I read books from a specific author. I, I've mentioned this before. Their author's name is R.A. Salvatore. Um, I, I met him at a talk at my college, uh, that my uh, girlfriend, now wife, um, she had to go through for her English class. I tagged along. Next thing you know, um, I didn't know who this guy was at all. Next thing you know, I bought a book that night, met him. Uh, and since then, I've read like 50 plus of his books. I'm reading one of his books right now. I've said it before. He's In one of his books, he has a character that what they, they had to fight Demogorgon. It's not the Demogorgon. That was his name. It was like Demogorgon. That was really cool to see these things. The Mind Flayers have been referenced in his books. Um, so I've read the stories, uh, but I have never, ever played the game Dungeons & Dragons. I, I, I don't have any friends that, are, that showed any interest, and I, I never, like, I never really thought about it. Never even, even with these books, I didn't even realize they were in the world until, like, a while later. Um, so... I, I love these stories. I love these characters. I love these this, these worlds. I just uh, I just never played this before. So I wonder if any of you guys have ever played it, and if if you have as much fun as the three uh, guys are having here, just learning the game for the first time. And as I say, there's only three of them for now. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons becomes an explosion of excitement and ever changing puzzles for the boys for the boys to solve. Like they're talking about it all day. Like, one girl's like, what, what are you talking about? You guys sound really dumb. And they're like, oh, she's a Medusa. They start pointing out people in the school that remind them of um, characters in, in the story. Like, they one, a teacher, uh, the bullies, a gym teacher, a, a janitor. They're all kind of, they're, they're giving them him different characters, giving them different characters. And um, then they're playing uh, a little bit at lunch. The three of them were playing at lunch table, and off in the distance, you see a, a young lad in a very familiar uh, baseball hat. He's, he's about to eat a sandwich, and he's looking over like, hmm, what, what are you guys doing? And they're, you know, they're talking about um, uh, you know, the game, and uh, they're like, you need to roll 10 damage or higher, and Lucas says, 10 or higher with 2d6? Like, I don't, I don't know what that means. I know it's something to do with the die. 
goes, come on, Mike, that's impossible. And then off in the distance, this young fella says, um, it's really not. And they're like, what, what, really not what? He's like, it's really not impossible. And Lucas is like, dude, we're doing a thing here. You don't even know what you're talking about. And this kid says, uh, oh, oh, I, I get it just fine. You're using dice to generate random numbers and high roll in is optimal. Each six-sided die has a 33% chance of rolling five or more, and you need to get 10 or higher in total. Calculating the odds, that's a 16.67 chance. I mean, technically, the .6 repeats endlessly, but we usually just round it up to seven. And Lucas says, right, so 16.6 chance, it's not very good. Lucas, or this kid says, true, uh, but it's not impossible. And Mike's like, wow, my name is Mike, and this is Will and Lucas. And this kid says, I'm Dustin. Boom. He says, you want to join our game? Is there more math? Absolutely. Then Dustin says, sweet. I'm in. It shows the four of them. Uh, sitting at the table. It almost looks like Will and Lucas are like, huh, what just happened? But Mike's really happy, Dustin's really happy, and now we have our our fearsome foursome. And we get a little origin story of how they finally all met Dustin, which I thought was really cool. Um, the next page, oh, it's like a two-pager. It's actually really cool. It shows the... Um, them kind of playing the game and, and becoming really good friends, the four of them. It says, And thus a friendship forms and adventures unfold. The saga of Will the Wise, Lucas the Lion, and Dustin of Dwarf Home. Because it's the three of them. Remember, Mike's the one telling the story. A trio, a trio of heroes on an epic quest to keep the forest known as Elder Tree safe from deadly spirits and ferocious monsters. With each roll of the dice, the story gets a bit weirder and a bit wilder. Some of their fearsome foes are strange and unpredictable, while others take on familiar appearances of foes they face every day. And, oh, it continues on the next page. It's actually another full pager, which is... Again, really cool, because we start to see things that we start to recognize. It says, but even as the adventurers forge their path through Elder Tree, another more subtle story is being woven. One of four kids becoming a true party. It shows the four of them, along with Joyce, building castle buyers, which is really cool. It shows uh, Will doing his drawings, kind of showing what they'd... Uh, all look like in character. It says, even when the paper and pencils and dice have been set aside, and much like when they adventure through the imaginary woods, the monsters are a bit less scary when they face them together. It shows the four of them, um, now they have their walkie-talkies. I think they're in Castle Byers hanging out. It shows them talking in the library. And it shows Nancy um, looks like she's working on a costume, uh, sewing something. Um, look, I don't know how Lucas has a, a needle in his finger. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe he was trying to sew himself, probably trying to impress Nancy. Because remember that first episode, how he had that crush on Nancy? And they used to talk about how Nancy used to play with him. Now it shows Nancy dressed as an elf uh, and a um, 
an arrow uh, striking into her bow. She has a big smile on her face. And uh, I think that's just a really cool thing because we are seeing their friendship forge. We're seeing them all become friends. Uh, and you realize, because by the time we meet them, the four of them are thick as thieves. Thick as thieves. Now we see happy birthday, dear Mike. Happy birthday to you. April 7th, 1981. Wow, this has been, you know, many months since we've, um, since we first uh, met them, right? Because it was September of 1980. So it's been, uh, yeah, you know, you do the math. But it shows um, the entire um, Wheeler family sitting around the table, uh, along with Will, Lucas, and Dustin singing happy birthday to Mike. And then the kids are just shoving food into their faces uh, so quickly because they're like, boom, we got to go. Sorry, we got to do. Bye. And um, the dad's like, he's 10, dear. Let him. You have to let go sometime. It's like, remember the dad's just always just kind of like, hey, I'm the dad. He's kind of just a schlub. Um, he's like, you got to let him go. So they run downstairs. They said, are you guys ready to finally fight Cinderstone, the, the fire giant? And the three of them say, yes. Uh, the battle is a vicious one. It takes all their strength that they have learned until the day is finally won. It shows them win. And with that, the game is over. So the three of them are really celebrating, uh, Lucas, Will, and, and Dustin. And Mike's just kind of sitting there. And they're like, okay, so what's left? It's like, well, we finished level three, so I guess that's it. I guess we're done. You can see Mike's not happy because Mike loves being the Dungeons Master and loves this continued story uh, going on because it gives them excuse to hang out. And uh, I guess we're done. And Will says, really? Lucas says, oh, oh, no. And Dustin's like, what a shame. But they all have smiles on their face. And they have a package in their hand. And they hand it to Mike. And they say, we've been saving, secretly saving up for this. So you better like it. And it shows him open up the expert set, number two, Dungeons and Dragons. The battle has been won, but there will be more monsters to slay, treasures to save, innocence, treasures to find, innocence to save. He's like, guys, this is the best. It's, and Will's like, it, it's really kind of for all of us. And Luke says, open it up. Mike says, not when you guys are around to see, because he doesn't want them to see anything before they start playing the game. And it says, after all, the adventure has only just begun. And that's the end of issue one of Dungeons and Dragons. Stranger Things and Dungeons and Dragons. And um, now we see a cover, another cover art of uh, the four of them as in their characters battling what looks like a giant monster of some kind, multi-headed monster. But in the corner we also see we still see the mind flare in the background, and we see a demodog, um, like with his mouth, with his head all opened. So they're kind of mixing things together here, which is really cool. I love that first episode, that first issue, because it's like, it's like a prequel to Stranger Things. It's like, hey, you know these four kids who love Stranger Things? 
or love Dungeons and Dragons because we, we're the kids who love Stranger Things. Uh, these kids who love Dungeons and Dragons, well, here's how they got there. And um, and I love that these four issues revolve around Dungeons and Dragons, but they're like it's also showing these kids like little pieces of things we haven't seen uh, in the world we already know. Because the next issue opens up, we actually see a little page with the drawing, uh, with the Demogorgon, with his head all open like a giant flower. And it says, November 27th, 1983, two weeks after Will Byers was rescued from the Upside Down. A true adventuring party isn't so easily divided. Whatever evil or supernatural forces work to separate them, they find their way back to each other. So this issue takes place after season one. Uh, they actually show uh, Dustin, Lucas, and Mike go to the hospital to visit Will. Uh, he's reading Creepy. They show them reading a couple times Creepy, which I guess is a comic book. Um, and they're like, hey, we come bearing scrolls of homework, Will the Wise. He's like, oh, that maybe you were attacked by trolls on the way because you know they're so dumb they'd want to steal homework. Uh, and Mike's like, hey, I'm the dungeon master here. But you, you see a little glimpse of Will uh, telling a, a, a good story, which we'll, we'll, we'll get that. That, that means something. Um, they're like, hey, uh, what issue is that? And they're, they're just trying to talk to him normal about his comic book. Lucas is going on and on about how the hospital smells. He doesn't like the smell of it. And they're like, hey, how you doing? Um, he's like, well, the doctor says I can probably go home tomorrow. They're like, yes, finally. Finally, things can get back to normal. Yeah, right. And they're like, we can, uh, then we can pick the game up again, right? Right, Mike? And Mike's like, yeah, sure, uh, if Will's up for it. He's like, yeah, yeah, whenever. Back to normal. Back to normal's good. Then we cut to uh, Mike back at home. And he's, you know, he's looking through his Dungeons and Dragons stuff. And he's like, um, you know, in Dungeons and Dragons, you, you head into a, the unknown and you fight the darkness because... That's what heroes do. It's just a game, a bunch of made-up stuff. It shouldn't even matter. Not after everything that happened, but I can't stop thinking about it. I used to be scared all the time, scared of school, scared at home, scared of what people thought of me. But in the game, I was always brave, and, and that changed everything. It showed me how to fight monsters, monsters at school, and now, now the monsters are real. And he's just, he, you know, the guy who used to be so scared of the Demogorgon showing up, and then we met something way worse. Not our characters with their magic and their, their weapons. Us. How are we supposed to go back to playing a fantasy game when we've already fought real monsters? And we're getting clips, little drawings of, of little scenes, uh, you know, with one with the bullies. Uh, and we're getting, like, real... I think scenes from the TV show. We show them in the school. We see Eleven. We see the Demogorgon. Um, and Mike is just like, he can't even focus on this. After everything that happened, after losing Eleven, he is just like, this is stupid. And he smashes um, the game, throws it across the room. He's like almost going to start crying. Uh, he just, he's upset. He's just really upset. And he storms upstairs. And um, they're just, he's just not really into it. Next morning, we see the three of them at lunch. Will's Will's not back at school. 
And Dustin mentions how the arcade's opening in a few months. And remember, remember the beginning of season two, we got uh, Mad Max. And Lucas says, oh man, that's going to be so cool. They're like, yeah, great. Mike's just not into it. It's like, I'm, I mean, not like video games are great. Like Dungeons Lair. I mean, Dungeons and Dragons is way better. I think they're thinking Mike's afraid that, that they're going to think video games are more fun than Dungeons and Dragons. And he's like, yeah, especially when you're the dungeon master, Mike. You're like, seriously, you're the best. He's like, thanks, guys. He, he smiles. He says, they can say stuff like that, but how do I know they mean it? Uh, you know, that they just think this is all just a stupid waste of time now. And now we cut over to uh, Will and Mike. We're at the buyer's house, and we see Will uh, talking about, like, how, you know, I still have dreams about it. It's like being in this weird place that looks like home, but everything is wrong. Mike says, I think my sister does, too, and she was only there for, like, five seconds. It's like, what you need is something to way more fun to think about. I'm going to write a new adventure for you guys. And Will says, yeah, there's kind of a problem with that. And um, Mike's like, oh, I knew it. He doesn't want to play anymore. So he looks at Will and he says, well, what's the problem? He's like, well, Will the Wise has failed his fireball. You remember, I, I rolled a seven, he died. And he's like, you know, you can't, cheat the game Will's like no 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 you had this gemstone and you were using it uh, as a protection he kind of Will basically or Mike basically makes bends the story in such a way uh, that you know Will can survive and come back as his character and Will's like yeah okay if you say so um and it shows them kind of just standing there, sitting there in silence in, in Will's room. I wonder if it's almost like a thing where Will's like, look, I, I'm, I'm not the same. I can't just sit, come back into this game and be the same. Will's like, Mike's like, no, 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 no. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. And that's Will's way of saying, yeah, I, I guess. Um, which, I don't know. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but I think that's pretty cool. Uh, now it shows Mike working on a new... Um, story. So he's like, hmm. He's like, I gotta, I gotta think of something. I want somebody to be special, a big monster that we can slay. And he starts drawing this multi-headed looking dragon thing, with a, in in the middle of all the heads is this giant mouth. And then he pictures the demogorgon again with the face all open like that, and he freaks out. He's like, ah! Slams his book down. Nancy comes and checks on him. She's like. Uh, are you okay? I thought I heard. It's like, go away, Nancy. This is my domain. She's like, domain is a really dorky word, Mike. Shut up, he says. And then um, he kind of explains, look, I'm just having trouble designing new adventures. It's a dungeon master thing. You wouldn't understand. So uh, he, tr- she try- he tries to explain to her all this stuff about uh, Dungeons & Dragons, and she's trying to listen. Um, but really... Uh, he's just really, really frustrated um, because they're like, we got to, it's like, uh, oh, she, he needs to make a story where Will kills this monster. 
And she's like, well, why can't you? Lucas just kill the thing. And Mike says, it's got to be Will. He needs to kill the thing. He, he needs, and then he's like, he needs to be the hero, not the victim. And he starts crying again. And Nancy gives him a big hug. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm Nancy, I'm so scared. It's like, Will vanished. Eleven showed up. And then just, everything just went crazy. And we see this, um, like, recap all on one page. We see the three kids in the rain is finding Eleven. We see the fight between Lucas and, was it Lucas and Mike, I think, with Eleven with the blonde hair off in the distance. We see the the van being flipped over. We see Eleven fighting the Demogorgon in school. It's a friggin' great page. And, you know, Mike's like, everything went crazy, and we we can't come back from that. Nothing's ever going to be the same. And she says, you're right. Nothing. It can't be the same anymore. But that doesn't mean it has to be bad. We'll made it back safe. And even after all that you went through, you guys are still best friends. It's like no monster, real or make-believe, could actually could take that away from you. I, I have to be honest. I wish I had friends like that. Dungeons & Dragons kept you guys together, Mike. Isn't that worth celebrating? And um, Mike's like, yeah. He just puts pen to paper and... He does it. He says, I hate thinking about it, but maybe Nancy's right. Maybe I've been looking at this this whole game the wrong way. I can't make everyone play it the way I want. I mean, I, I could try, but it really wouldn't be that fun. And that's not what the game has ever been about anyway. It's about all of us telling the story together. And if Will is going to be the one who saves the day here, that's something we'll all make happen. And it shows Will uh, show up at... Uh, the house, this is his first time hanging out. His mother dropped him off. Like, all the other kids showed up on bikes. Will gets dropped off. Um, Mrs. Wheeler sees him. He's like, oh, how are you? She has no idea what actually happened. And, um, and Mike's like, come on, Mom, we got to play a game. She's like, all right, uh, yo, you boys have fun with your witches. He's like, Mom. So they all run down, and um, Mike's like, snacks are on the way. And he's like, Nice. Dustin says, oh, the, the Dungeon Master is bribing us. I like it. Um, Will says, um, I'm glad we're here playing again. I'm glad that we can still do this. And Lucas says, no stinking monster is going to keep us away from this game or government suits, is what Dustin says. Mike says, "I was wor-, he thinks, I was uh, stupid to worry. They all still want to play the game just as much as I do. He says, okay, let's Get this started. And uh, he says, last session ended with a Demogorgon foolishly attacking Will the Wise, not realizing he was guarded by a mystic scarab of protection. And Dustin's like, wait, where did he? The proud princess. But isn't that for curses? Cursed claws. Ooh, they love it. They love that Mike figured out how to get Will in the story. But what's scary is that while this is going on, they all seem to be having fun. Behind Will is the shadow of the Mind Flayer. Because they think they're done. But we know. We know the story is not over yet. And that's the end of issue two. Look at that. We're halfway through, my friends. Hope you have another three hours in you. This next page, um, it's a cover and it shows, again, shows our, our four heroes uh, battling, it looks like a panther with giant 
two giant tentacles with spikes on the end. I'm going to guess these are uh, Dungeons and Dragons creatures. But in the background, we see our uh, Demogorgons with the big giant mouth open. Scary, scary stuff. Um, so now we this page shows, uh, the next page, it's like a little interlude, shows our four characters. I'm sorry, our three main characters, actually. I don't see Will the Wise there. We see uh, Lucas, he's like some kind of cool ranger. We see Dustin as a troll, I mean a dwarf. Mike as a uh, wizard. But then we see two female characters. Oh, I wonder what's going to be happening in issue three. May 18th, 1985. I was nine years old. Seven months after Eleven closed the gate at Hawkins National Lab. Yes, season two has now passed in Stranger Things, and we are now onto Stranger Things 3. We see them all show up at... Is this Mike's house? This is Mike's house. But Will answers the door. He says, Welcome, heroes. Your grand adventure awaits. And Will is dressed in his full wizard costume, the Will the Wise. And outside we see Dustin, Lucas, Max, and Eleven. And Eleven now looks like she's already been shopping at the mall. She's got a scrunchie in her hair. Um, I love that they've aged these kids. Like every issue, they're a little older, a little more like they are during the season. And Lucas is like, oh boy, here we go. Max is like, is it Halloween already? Already? And Eleven's like, what are you wearing? And Mike's, Mike's there all of a sudden at the door. He's like, I told him it was probably too much, but he insisted. And, du- and Max says, I think it's awesome. Will says, you, you must all address me by my full name, Will the Wise. Remember in season three, like, kid, they were not, they didn't care that much. Uh, it seems like they didn't care as much about Stranger uh, Dungeons and Dragons um, when we saw them, because they were they, Lucas and um, Mike were focused on girls. Dustin wasn't even there; he was just getting back from camp. So this is before all that took place. They're trying to introduce uh, Max and Eleven into the world of Dungeons and Dragons, so they all head downstairs, and they try to teach the girls all about it. And, you know, they're, they're, they're receptive, but hesitant a bit. Um, and they're like, you can be any character you want out of all these characters. And Eleven chooses to be an elf because she's a magic user. And she's like, are, are you a, a knight? And Mike says, sure. And uh, Will says, dude, I'm the, I'm the wizard. We don't need two magic users in the party. It's like, I thought you changed Will to a cleric. Does this look like something a cleric would wear? And then Will, Mike gets up to Will. He's like, look, this is the perfect opportunity for me to play a cool hero and impress Elle. Can you can you run this adventure? He's like, I, I've never been a dungeon master before. I, I don't know how to. It's like, it's easy. Just come up with a scenario, throw in some monsters, and make it exciting. He's like, I don't know, Mike. Mike's like, and Mike says, you've got tons of imagination. You can do this. See, you can kind of see, you know, Mike wants to play, but he wants to play with 11. He wants to change things up. All of a sudden, there's girls there. And, and I, get, I get that. I've seen that. I've done that. Where all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I got to do something with my girlfriend instead of my friends. Uh, it happens. So Mike speaks up and says that Will is going to be the dungeon master. So while he gets characters ready, 
So while we get the characters ready, he'll make the next adventure. And you could see Dustin and Lucas were not really like, they're like, huh, what? So Mike starts talking about Mike the Mighty. He's going to be a paladin who is there to fight against the evil monsters. And um, Eleven's like, is he strong? He's like, oh yeah, he's strong, all right. And they're like, oh, a paladin, huh? Yeah, we'll have to uh, see if he survives uh, to earn his place in the Circle of Heroes. And because you're on the dangerous side of the DM screen now, Mike, Lucas is saying, look, man, you could be a knight all you want, but the dungeon master decides how the story goes, so good luck with it. Um, Max says, I, I want to play a Zoomer. And Dustin's like, a Zoomer's not a character. He's like, so? Can I just make something up? He's like, no, those are the rules. So they end up finding a character for her that's, you know, uh, it's called a, um, a quickling. They're small and they're really fast. She's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do that. He's like, they're usually evil, but you could be a good one. She's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to call my quicklings Max the Zoomer Doomer. So no matter what, she wants to be a Zoomer. And Lucas is like, uh, she's a quickling. So she could maybe Zoomer could be her clan's name. Whatever. Let's just get started. And they start explaining the numbers to things. And Mike's trying to explain it to the girls. You could see, like, that Will's like, what is going on? Dustin's, his girlfriend's not there. Uh, but Max, you know, Max is, I mean, um, Lucas obviously wants to be uh, open to this because it's his girlfriend too. So it shows kind of all of them on their adventure. It shows Will telling the story of 100 years ago, the group of heroes saved uh, the Elder Tree. But now the Great Cycles begins again, and new legends will be forged from the ashes of the past. Because remember, Will's very creative. He has great drawings. He tells these stories. He's really uh, good at it. And so we kind of get the story now of Lucas the Lion, Max the Zoomer Doomer, Dustin of Dwarfholm, Mike the Mighty, and Eleven of the Eldritch Elves. Five heroes brought together by fate. Our adventure begins in the twisting canyon known as Broken Rock. The sun is high above, but obscured by the by thick clouds that shut out the light, making everything dim and creepy. And it kind of goes on for them explaining the adventure of this uh, giant crab-looking scorpion thing that is fighting them. Um, it's actually really kind of cool. It's got this giant claws and it shoots, but it shoots webs and it shoots one at Lucas. And then it shows them kind of going through the fight of how to, um, get through this thing. And they're, they're, they're getting along. They're figuring out how to roll. Eleven's casting these spells. Uh, uh, Max is running up a wall and cutting the, the web with her knife. Uh, Lucas is almost about to, um, it looks like he's holding on to Cliff with one hand. And uh, now he can't get away from something. But now Mike is about to um, save, jump in front of Luke, in front of L to protect her. And then Eleven, or L, the, the elf, um, casts a magic spell. And while she's really thinking about this in her mind, I guess her focus uh, got um, too focused because... On the game board, the the little characters, the figures, start to rise a little. And um, they're like, uh, L, L? She says, oh, crack. 
right behind them, a giant crack in the wall of their house. And they're like, oh, shit. Oh, man, my mom and dad's going to kill me. Uh, and Luke is like, you, you weren't supposed to cast a shatter spell for real. And then they're like, maybe we should just put something in front of it. But in that crack, they see these two eyes staring out at them and they freak out. I could, they show um, Lucas scream. They show Dustin scream. I feel like I can hear Dustin's scream, like the same scream that we've heard him do a thousand times. They're like, what the hell? Something jumps, leaps out of this crack. It's just a shadow, but they're freaking out. They're like, Let's grab a book, grab a book. And it looks like Dustin wants to smash them with a book. And Will's like, that's not a weapon. And Dustin says, knowledge is the best weapon. They they're like, grab a flashlight. They run out of the house because whatever it is just ran upstairs. So they're like, oh, just just part of the game, mom, running away because they're making all this noise. They're, uh, they go into what looks like the garage or a closet. I'm sorry. They click on a light. Oh, the light must have burned out, so that didn't work. They hear all this, this noise. It's like very scared. But what I love is Eleven puts her arms up, and she's in front of all of them, like protecting them. And they're like, what is that? Max has said, I thought the monster hunt was just supposed to be pretend today. They see the shape run right by them and run... Um, so now it runs up the stairs. They run right by Nancy, bump into her. Like, oh, sorry, the game's getting really intense. They run outside. They trap this, whatever this thing is, in the bushes. And Dustin's like, oh, man, remember, these things are only cute until the, and when they're little. Because don't you forget, remember? He had that little baby demodog that he was his little friend. Um, they're like, well, we've got it outnumbered. Okay, I'm ready to do this. And he's like, we got to stay strong. And Eleven looks at him and goes, Mike. I'm always strong. She's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I just thought we could do this together. And Will looks at him. He's like, we each have our different strengths. That's what makes us such a good party. And Eleven says, this is mine. And she uses her powers to move the bushes apart. And we see that it's just a rat. A rat with a baby rat. And they're like, oh, Max says, it's just a rat. And Lucas is like, did you want something worse? And they realized there were baby rats in the walls. They went in and got them all out and freed them all. And um, Eleven's like, they're like me before all of this. Mike's like, well, what do you mean? Separated from their mama, trapped. He goes, but we're setting them free. And they'll be right where they belong. Just like you. Thanks, Mike. And they hold hands and go in the house. And who's in the house? But Hopper. He's there to pick Eleven up. And it's funny, whenever I read Hopper, I can just hear his voice saying these things. He's like, will you two knock off all the touchy-touchy already? Time to go home for dinner. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was fun. The game, I mean, was fun. I'll see you tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. Bye, Mike. And so they all head out. Um, Will's like, don't, we didn't finish the game. He's like, oh, that's okay. It's a, it's a cliffhanger ending. We'll have Eleven roll uh, for the shatter the next time and pick up from there. And Dustin says, you guys better not finish the adventure while I'm at camp. He's like, we won't. We'll wait for you. We've got the whole summer, right? And that's the end of issue three. Not a lot happened in that issue. What we got was kind of the precursor of season three. Dustin's about to leave for for um, camp. They don't play Dustin, Dungeons & Dragons without him. 
All of a sudden, Mike and Max, Mike and uh, Eleven get a little closer. Lucas and Max get a little closer. And Will's kind of on the outside. Come on, let's play. Come on, let's play. They don't really play. Even when Dust comes back, they don't really get back into it. Um, and we see, obviously, we see Eleven and, and Mike uh, growing a little closer. Um, but it was also kind of cool just to see Eleven use her powers. Uh, but again, not much happening there. And now we're on the final cover page of um, this is Dungeons and Dragons issue four. We see now I don't see any creatures from the Upside Down except maybe all the weird, this weird blue tendrils that might be the. No, I can't picture anything. But we see our four knights, our four heroes. Will the Wise, Dustin, he's in chains, and Lucas is trying to free him. And Mike has this giant, like, bat or something with spikes on it. And they're fighting this really wild monster with all kinds of teeth and eyes. Pretty pretty great art. And then we get the little screen. It shows, it shows an older wizard pointing at us, kind of Gandalfy looking dude. And um, now, my friends, we are almost completely caught up in the world of Stranger Things. Because it shows the four kids, the four boys, all on their bikes. Uh, now they're even older. Uh, and they're like, oh man, this blows. Like, when did this even happen? And it shows the Hawkins bookstore. The same bookstore that um, they got Dungeons and Dragons the first time with a big sign on it that says closing. And Will's like, it's probably because of that stupid mall. And Mike says, Mom, Mom said a lot of stores were having trouble around here. Sorry, I, I just thought they could go one more time, maybe find some really cool books for the car ride for Will. The car ride. You know why, right? Will's leaving. This is takes place right at the end of season three. And Will's like, hey, it's fine. Don't, don't worry. You didn't even know. It was a good idea. Uh, where do you want to go, Will? He's like, well, I guess we could swing by the library one more time. And they're like, you better not steal any books out of there. He's like, I'm not a monster. But what I love about this art, it's very subtle. It shows the four boys riding away on their bikes on the right. But on the left side, it shows three kids going in to the bookstore with a wagon filled with books. And it's it's our boys from the first issue. It's kind of like showing the the passage of time. Cuz it looks they're a little they're a little lighter. There's like light shining on one side. Um and then on the other side there's no light where they're going. It's a shadow and they're kind of heading off. Uh, I really love that that panel. It tells a little story without even telling you that it's telling a story. Just, you might not even notice it. It's really well done. So as they're riding along, uh, Will says, hey, I know I'm supposed to be the dungeon master tomorrow, but if you guys would rather have Mike run the game or, you know, if you, if you want to do something else, we don't have to play. And before there is even a, uh, an answer, uh, we say, oh, look at those dipshits. Hey, so long, zombie boy. See you never. It's those bullies one more time. And uh, Lucas gives them a nice um, middle finger. Mike says, once a troll, always a troll. But then he looks at Will and says, of course we have to play one more game while we're still all together. It, it would just, 
It would just be wrong if we didn't. Come on, Will. You've been trying to get us to play, sit down and play all summer, Lucas said. You're really going to give up on us now? And then Dustin adds, it's the perfect way to spend your last day here, right? He's like, thanks, guys. Yeah, right. Thank you. And don't worry. It's going to be an epic game. And he, they, he says, it better be. So now they're all sitting around in the buyer's house with all these moving boxes. The four boys, the two girls, and Luke, Dustin's like, this is it, huh? This is really our last adventure. You guys, you sure we have time to for this game and the rest of packing? And Mike's like, with all of us helping? Come on, totally, come on. So Will takes over and says, what's going on in this world doesn't matter right now. What matters is the adventure to come. Uh, Lucas says, this would sound better if you had your wizard robes on. Don't be a dick, Lucas. Just let him start the game. Oh, that's from Max, by the way, nudging him. Will says, you're about, you are the heroes of the Elder Tree, the bastions of broken rock, slayers of evil and treasure seekers most bold. Our tale began with three mighty warriors, now five quest together. The astral form of Will the Wise appears before you, ghostly winds blowing all around him. And they're they're showing all these epic drawings, these heroic fantasy drawings of our favorite characters in character of Dungeons and Dragons. Will goes on, and now we see him as the wizard, the old an old wizard with long hair. Long gray hair. My old friends, the time has come to confront the source of these dark forces that have laid claim to the land and its people. If you be the heroes I remember, step forth unto the portal, and we six shall purge the darkness together. Like, wait, what? Like, they're, the kids are interjecting, like, onto the portal or into the portal. Like, shh, shut up, let's let them go. We go through the portal, weapons ready. You're like, hell yeah, we do. On the other side, you see the man you once knew as Will the Wise. Only now he's Will the Grand Wizard. And there, on the blasted lands in front of you, is a swarming army of demons. And it shows an epic like army of evil waiting for them on the other side. And now we just see them kind of going crazy with their attack. Like, Mike's like, everyone stay close. With light on our side, we shall not fail. Lucas has these lion figurines that he throws down, and they turn into magic lions who, who fight things. Lucas, um, that was Lucas. Yeah, Dustin actually gets hit by an arrow. Uh, he, he, it's a negative two. Oh, my goodness gracious. And he's like, I'm going to use my axe enchantment to cast Ice Storm. But um, he is, uh, looks like he's getting completely destroyed. And Lucas is like, Dustin's like, dude, dude, what are you doing? There's no way we're going to survive. And he says, is Dustin giving up? No, I just, and they're just yelling, keep fighting, keep fighting. Now Max takes on this, this leader, one of the leaders, and just starts beating the poop out of it. It crashes the helmet and like knocks his head, you know, knocks his head a mile, his head's still there, knocks the helmet a mile, I say off the head, and he's like, nice, what does he look like underneath? 
And Will says, his features are sharp and his eyes burn with anger. And she says, I'm going to go high speed and hit him with everything. And we see Billy. So she sees Billy. When she thinks evil, when she thinks anger, anger, not evil, but anger, it's Billy. And he's yelling, well, how dare you strike me? And um, she's like, Will says, give me three rolls. So he, she rolls three things. And then she's like, I hit him in the chest, on the shoulder, and the face. Is he dead? And Will's like, oh, oh yeah, he's dead. He's toast. Good. Screw that guy. And Dustin's like, my God, that's pretty intense. Lucas is like, listen, yeah, she's dealing with a lot. So just give her a bit of space, you know? Because remember what's going on. And Max, like her her stepbrother just died. It's crazy. So now we get um, Eleven and um, we show her. It's your turn to do what you do. And she's hesitant. He's like, there are demons everywhere. And the whole group is in danger. And he's like, I, I know. And, and Mike says, do you, do you know what you want to do? Will says, you probably want to go with a really powerful spell. Something that can take out the whole bunch at once. Because we're really outnumbered here. But think about it. That's pretty much what they relied on Eleven to do in, in real life. So while Will is saying this, we see a shot of her trying to make the cocaine cr- uh, crunch in the mall. We see the shot of uh, Billy being uh, destroyed by the mind flayer. Um, and we see Hopper in the mall with her the earlier. And he's like, right now, I just need you to be safe. Oh, that's heartbreaking thinking about that. And she, all this stuff is going through her head. And she's like, I, I can't do this. Mike's like, hey, it's okay. And she says, I don't want anyone else to die, Mike. In the, in the game, in the game. Mike's like, listen, do you know how many times characters almost die in this game? It's a lot. It's, it's seriously almost every session. And she says, but why, why is this fun? He goes, because this, this, this is ours. It's our world. It's our story. And no matter how shitty everything else is, we still have this. And Dustin says, D&D is the whole reason we even met these nerds. I even met these nerds. Who are you calling a nerd, nerd? That's what Lucas says, and Max says, you, nerd. Will says, it's not about winning or losing. Even though I'm, I'm playing the monsters, we're all making the story. That, that's the important part. That's why we play. And then Eleven looks at them and says, then we do this together. Okay, Elle, you can do this. What's your action? She says, I'm casting a spell. And... Um, you said we were surrounded, so we can't win. Not like this. So I cast a true sight and look for a weak point. But all of a sudden, when she does that, nothing's there. The whole army was just an illusion. And they're like, no way. And all of a sudden, you see it written black, like black bubbles. Like when you see a, a black uh, text bubble, on a screen, on a comic book, you know, like, pretty much it's evil. And you see, you don't see who's saying it, but it says, Well done, elf girl. You've dispelled my illusionary armor, but now you must face the true enemy. One of your own. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's Will. Will, Will's the wizard's body. Will the wizard's body crackles with dark magic. His piercing red eyes make it clear he's possessed by some sort of terrible evil. 
Uh-oh, Will's possessed. They're like, oh my God, no, Will. Eleven goes, of course. It's always been about saving Will. Oh, baby, that line right there. And it shows all the characters in the story, all the running full speed at Will, not to kill him, but to free him from being possessed. And that line that says it's always been about saving Will, whew, that got me. That got me. Um, he says, your, righteous, your attack is righteous and true. A thunderclap of destiny echoes across the land, and great evil you fought was vanquished once and for all. But, uh-oh, Will's not looking so good. Remember, this is in Dungeons and Dragons. Um, Mike says, how long were you possessed by the darkness? He said, when, when we banished evil from the elder tree, oh, so long ago, it took root inside me. But now it's truly gone. And remember in, in season two, how it was kind of inside Will? Ugh. Ugh. This is just like too much. Too, too much. He says, um, we'll, we'll, we'll take you to the healers. He's like, there's no, there's no time for that, you silly dwarf. Take comfort in the fact that you have done well. And goodness prevails once more. The covenant is broken. Yes, Will says, things. the covenant is broken. Remember, because they're kind of breaking up. Will's moving. Eleven's going with her. Things change, and you must accept this if you are to carry on with your heads held high. And Mike, the, the knight, says, we, we, can't, we can't do this without you. He says, you already have. And then it shows real-life Will saying it to the five of them. You already have. And they're all looking at him like, who? They're all looking sad. And I'm getting teared up the second time reading it. Oh, baby. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. And it shows Dustin like cry, like tears in his eyes. He's like, dude, that was freaking perfect. And Will says, yeah, yeah, that was so crazy. Even the girls love it. Levin's like, did I do good? He's like, Max says, yeah, yeah, girl, you were a legend. And Will's wiping tears away. He's like, yeah, that was, that was really cool. Thanks for playing. And then it shows the the five of them in just one tight group hug. <sighs> okay, yep, I'm chopping onions. Oh boy. Now we get um, kind of a familiar scene towards the end of the last season of Stranger Things. We show Will. Uh, looking at some books, looking at some drawings. Um, and he puts uh, all the Dungeons and Dragons books he has into the donation box. And that's when Mike's like, whoa, 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 that's the donation box. He's like, yeah, I'll just use yours when I get back. He's like, but, but what if you want to join another party? Not possible. And then Mike says, it was a really good game, you know. He's like, of course it was. I learned how to be a dungeon master from the best. Uh the not possible is from the show. They don't. This part, I think, was added, right, for the comic. Mike says, hey, it, it took me a long time to get there, but totally worth it. And Will says, that's why I feel it's okay to give away the books, you know? Maybe someone else needs them as much as we do. And then we get the final page. Maybe someone else needs to learn that they can be a hero, too. And it shows all our characters in their Dungeons & Dragons version, um with 
the donation box of books near them, almost like the books got to them, and that's how they became heroes. And it's and they're all sharing a glass of mead or ale, but they're underage, so it must be root beer. Uh, and it and it says the end, and that was the end of Dungeons and Dragons, Stranger Things, and Dungeons and Dragons. And my friends, that was pretty spectacular. I have to admit, even the second time around, I read this is the second time today I've read it. Love it. So while the story is over, there are a couple pages. There's some line drawings uh, that are in the book. I don't know if they're outtakes. Uh, and then there's a really cool thing where the last um, two pages has um, each ca- each boy character um, with their, like there's a, it's almost like a card um, with their Dungeons and Dragons character on them, like a, like their own poster, their own own. These would be really cool posters. Uh, and it also shows their Dungeons and Dragon character record sheet. So each of them has, um, I guess, how they create their characters, how they have their points, all these things. Uh, I, I don't, I'm assuming these are real things out of the Dungeons and Dragons book. Um, again, I don't know anything about that part, I, I, but I love the story and I love the characters. And so there's one for Will the Wise, Lucas the Lion, Dustin of Dwarf Home and Mike the Mighty. But it's like, it's weird. Some of them, they look more current. Mike's drawing, he looks a little younger there. But these, um, this art is just spectacular. Spectacular. And that, that's the end. The end, end, end of the comic. So what did we learn? You know, again, not a great deal. But what we not a great deal as far as like Stranger Things mythology or something that, that is going to fulfill anything in in future stories. But really what it is, is it's just a way to really flush out these characters and show them doing other things, um, which kind of just makes you love them more because you already fall in love with them for the adventures you see on TV. But now you get to kind of see them have further fun Maybe not even crazy adventures, just further fun. Um, and that's why I love reading these these books and these comics. And really, I love that it just shows how something so simple as a game could mean so much, not because of the game, but because of the people you play the game with. And I think that's kind of the moral of this whole thing. It's like the game's fun, but it's fun because I'm playing it with you guys. Podcasting is fun, but it's fun because I get to talk about Stranger Things. And it's fun because you guys listen. That's what I love the most. You guys, the listeners. I'm sorry. I'm crying again. Look, this was a pretty long one, huh? Pretty long one. But, you know, these these comic books, they they, they deserve to be kind of really talked about and um i love going through them all and i hope you enjoyed it too um i think we're done here you know plus i wanted to talk about uh some some people reaching out thank you for the voicemail for the facebook message for the itunes review uh and i wanted to talk about the thing i missed with the creel house want to talk about stranger things day which is going to be a couple days from now uh pretty excited so um hopefully something cool happens uh, and, and I'll be back here to talk about it. Whatever happens, whatever happens, big or small, I'll be here to talk about it uh, over the weekend. But until then, 
Um, thank you guys so much for listening and subscribing. Thank you guys for sticking with me. I can't wait for Stranger Things 4 to come out. Um, you can find me in the meantime on Twitter at Geek Mentality. I also have an Instagram at Geek Mentality. Uh, and also uh, the show has a, a Twitter at Stranger D Pod. So, um, yeah, you can find me there. Oh, my dog just woke up. Perfect timing. She wants to go out. And uh, I think that's, that's, that's the signal. That's the signal for me to say goodnight. So until next time, remember, stay strange, my friends. And reading is fundamental. And you can't spell fundamental without F-U-L. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. A reading rainbow. Fans not experts. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.